Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, Joel, I know somebody who's extremely happy right now, and that's one of the biggest, one of the bigger Sixer fans uh, that I know, and that, of course, is our next guest. Joe Lednowski from the Pennsylvania Sports Midday Show. Uh, Joe, I think you've got to be pretty happy the Sixers pulled it out tonight without Joel Embiid. I just assume, Zeiser, that music is what uh, Harden was walking into the most popular Boston strip club where, and wearing his velour bell bottoms. Is that how the entrance would be after dropping 45 on the what used to be the green shirts? Yeah, I would say something like that. Yes, absolutely. But uh, he's obviously... Uh, they're, they're obviously going to have a few bottles tonight for no question, no question about it. Did you see that coming? I didn't like, I, I, I feel, I don't even know. We talked about this today on my show. I don't even, I don't even know what, what you call this, like the yin and the yang or whatnot, but I, I just feel like Embiid, Jimmy buckets, you know, round two was on the horizon, right? I mean, Butler has been unbelievable with the heat. Uh, you know, by the way, uh, tough, tough stretch to be a Boston sports fan. Um, but, you know, the the Celtics, I, I think, without Embiid are a better team. I'm not certain with Embiid they are, but um, that was – that. boy, I, you, hate to, you hate to start, you know, using hyperbole, but in terms of wins, <laughs> that has to be one of the top five, top ten best wins in Sixers history, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they've had some, they've had some pretty big wins. I mean, I thought, but yes, it's obviously a great win. And by the way, just for the record, um, somebody, and I won't say who this guy had the Sixers on the money line tonight. So yes, I saw it coming. Out of baby Zeiser. Way to be kid. Way to be. (laughs) There you go. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously do you agree with me? The NBA playoffs are as exciting. I, I think they're actually the, as exciting as any playoffs that are that are out there. I, I do. Um, I think the problem. Uh, I don't know. Obviously, you're working, uh, but there was a stretch there from the the four minute mark to about the two thirty mark where the officiating was kind of like, what the hell's going on here? Um, but obviously, when you're talking this caliber athlete, you know, I, I'll take it a step further. And this year in particular, you know, with San Diego State getting to the, the championship game, the way things are officiated, the, the game can change. And I, and I thought the NCAA tournament this year was terrible 
because they allowed it to be that early 90s, late 80s, punch-you-in-the-mouth NBA-type playoff atmosphere, which is hard, a hard watch. I'd, I'd much rather watch this style of play, and then please don't tell me, you know, they, they, they travel all the time. They do travel a lot. That's fine. But for, you know, most of the first half, the Celtics shot 80% from the floor and had a five-point lead most of the time. I mean, it's a highly skilled game. You know, it's, you know, hockey's a skill game. I get all that. But you're talking really large human beings that are incredibly skilled. And, you know, right now, you know, this is going back to, to my youth, the late 90s, when every NBA team has a superstar that at the very least is worth tuning in for. And by and large, the product is improved exponentially. Well, absolutely. I mean, I think there's a lot of great players on, in this league right now. For for no no question about it, there's a lot of really great players, and that makes the that makes the games a lot more exciting to watch. I, I totally agree. And, and if nothing else, you're tuning in for. And and I think you, cause even though they came on the wrong end of it, it, when you you're looking at not that it's a not that it's a feel good story with the Warriors, but. The, the Sacramento Kings and then the John Calipari All-Stars were the, the three seed. And then obviously, you know, they, they ran into the Warriors. And, you know, Steph Curry had one for the ages yesterday afternoon. But I think, I think by and large, the league has never been in a better place. And, you know, the, the TV money continues to boom. And, you know, David Stern is probably the best commissioner in, in the modern era in terms of taking his league to a place that nobody saw coming. And I'll be honest with you, if, if we keep knocking heads in the NFL on Sundays, you watch. The NBA is going to, at some point in our lifetime, well, maybe maybe yours, not mine. I don't know if my liver's going to hang on. But at some point, <laughs> the NBA may be in a position to outdo the NFL. You know, I, I think that's uh, an admirable stance to take. But when I see 300,000 people show up for – uh, the NFL draft and 11 million people watch it on TV uh, on opening on the first night of the draft. It tells me there's still a long way to go. Well, but the TV deal for an 82 game schedule versus uh, a what game is a different dog, right? Like it means it, obviously the NFL is. I mean the NFL is king. Literally they are king. I'm just talking about a product and a system where franchises because you don't need to have a wholesale roster turnover to be awesome and need a Howie Roseman to fix it, rebuild it, and you know rebuild it again in a seven-year window. The NBA, all you need is one guy, and you need to get it right, and you get that guy, like uh, Victor Wembiana, whoever gets him, you don't think the players are going to go play with that guy? It's not the same in the NFL. Well, I mean, no, I, I, I agree with you. I'm just saying, like, every time I, I think that someone might be able to catch up uh, to the NFL, then I see something like that and I realize, boy, that's just not quite going to happen. By the way, like, going to watch the NFL draft in person, on, on in my mind, about it, is about as dumb <laughs> as standing for 14 hours at Times Square to watch the ball drop. Yes. Just saying. Uh, I think that's the very good, uh, very, very good observation. Cause I would agree. I don't understand what is the point of it. Some, you know, but here's the thing here's the, here's the thing, Joe, and you know how this is. If you are able to add, you know, buddies and a few beers, 
You know, you can convince yourself that anything is a good time. Yeah, how many times you helped a buddy move? <laughs> <laughs> Got a couple of beers and I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Sign yeah, that's me up. What I'm what do I don't care. Well, you you had me at beers, Dice. You had me at beers. Right. I mean, if you think about it, you take a, a look at it from that standpoint. Um, you take a look at it from that standpoint. Look, your boy Tr- Jacob Truba just knocked somebody out again. Did you see this? Uh, yeah, I just saw that. I was wondering with that pause. Were you, were you dropping a bomb? No. Did, you hit the, did you hit the red button? No, I was just looking at it like, wait a minute. This guy really didn't just do that. It it's got to be somebody other than Jacob Truba, right? But of course- I, I, I just saw something flying, and I was wondering, was it attached or was it supposed to be attached? Yeah, uh, I think that, that that that's basically how you lay somebody out, yeah. Right? I mean, come on, man. So, I mean, this guy... I, I, I will say this. I I watch uh I watch a lot of these hockey playoff. Um it's just one of those things where I just hope the devils go away. I, I hate the way they play. I hate these games that they, they are all the same to me. You know what I'm saying? I just I don't I mean I just you know, I, you feel and it's weird. Because, you know, I, I'm now, like, sort of the get-off-my-lawn. Like, I, I appreciate the physicality and the toughness required to win in, in the postseason in the NHL. And, you know, I grew up in a guy I, – I grew up as a guy that my lifelong destiny was to see Eric Lindros go on to be the greatest player of all time. Um, but much like that hit, you know, keep your head in the swivel, kid. Um, you know, I, I look at it, and it, it's funny because – you know, we we were sort of going back and forth on Twitter earlier, and I'm, I'm sure we're going to get to that in, in a little bit. But like the 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 hockey the hockey fan base is really divided with the I, I want to see figure skating with skates versus the I want to see boxing on ice skates. And I know it's got to be somewhere in the middle, and depending on your age, you know where you find the value in your postseason hockey. Um, you know, I would, I would like to see, I'd like to see goalies being tested. I'd like, you know, defensemen being tested. I'm not interested in, in seeing a, a goalie fanning himself eating a ham sandwich because it's uh, a twelve a twelve round heavyweight fight in front of him. I know there's got to be an element of both for it to be a, a, a good product to watch, but I just sort of look at it from the standpoint where the NHL, who a lot like the NFL is always, you know, being reactive instead of proactive, except the NFL is just a bigger deal and they can get away with it because they're the NFL. But you, you have to always look at it from the, 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 the television executive perspective and assuming that, you know, Jimmy has just sat down to watch his first game ever. Whether it's, you know, game one of the season or game one of the Eastern Conference Finals, we have to make sure that Jimmy is back to watch the next game, right? Right, right. Well, we'll see. Uh, over the weekend, uh, your, your 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 guy Tony Finau uh, did something he rarely seems to do, and that is actually win a tournament. I'm pretty sure that Tony Finau's won four out of his last 18 starts. That's pretty good. He's getting there. There's no question about it. And the fact that he stared down, to, you know, uh, the modern day, uh, at least for now, uh, version of Tiger is pretty impressive as well. In in, in John Rom. 
Listen, I, I, you know, I think it's great that the Tony Finau won. I think it's great that he stared down John Rom. I think it's awesome that Tony Finau and John Rom showed up in Mexico. I think that's the storyline that should be the takeaway from the weekend. That those two guys, players of that caliber, are hanging out in Mexico on on a stage that's you know arguably the biggest that. Abraham answers on the live tour. I don't know why else anyone in Mexico would care about the PGA tour. Um, That's a significant development to me. And, you know, good for Tony. You know, John Rahm is as good as we've seen. You know, he and Scotty Schreffler are are on a Tiger Phil type, you know, heater collision course. That's a significant win for Tony Finau. Significant. Well, it is. And like I said, I think it's pretty cool that you have, you know, uh, it's pretty cool that you have a situation where uh, you in in a place like Mexico, you have two of the biggest names on the tour there to watch, you know, there to compete, and they're in the final grouping. And it lived up to it. No, absolutely, it really did. That I mean, that that's as important. I mean, we always and that's the one thing that that golf I, I think does a a bit of a disservice to to its viewers just based the way that they're able to jump around when, you know, when the, 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 the Falcons blow a 28, three lead in the, in the second half of the Super Bowl, we're not watching the, the, the debacle of Jordan Spieth at, at Augusta in what was that 18 or 19, because they're going to other groups where there's other contenders. So I, you know, I think when you've got the final group that actually lives up to the billing, that's a big deal as well. Yeah, there's no question about it. I think, you know, that that's, that's a big part of it. Uh, when it comes to golf, um, you have a lot of, uh, you know, when you have the best players actually showing up to play and play well, that to me is just something that is pretty spectacular uh, for the people that, you know, run the tournaments. One of the things that's interesting is the Live Tour, right? They basically had their big moment in the Masters in many ways. The problem they have, though, is now we won't hear from those guys again until, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I think they had an event this weekend, too, didn't they, or something? Uh, was it this weekend or last weekend in, like, Australia or something? Uh, the problem that tour has is they just are basically a, almost a non-factor unless they're playing in the majors and their guys are playing well. You know, it's funny. How long has the Live Tour been in existence? A year and a half or so, right? And how many times a year am I on the radio with you? A lot. How many times a year am I on the radio in general? Every day. And when's the last time I actually spoke about the golf being played in a live tour golf event? (laughs) Probably never. I will let you be the first to know, Paul, when I actually start talking. And I talk about more golf than probably anyone you know or anyone that's listening knows. That you will be the first to know that I get into a breakdown of the, the the final four holes of a live tour event. I don't. I've never watched it. I don't care about it. I don't know. That's awesome. Those guys are getting paid, but I mean, it to me, to me, it, and good for them. And, and God bless capitalism. You know, all your money's dirty, especially if you're, you know, wearing something from China. Or what? You, but that's either here or there. But they are the that essentially they are the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, uh, not real. In, in some ways, yeah. I mean, I, I think the team thing has never really worked well for me. That's for sure. 
the team thing about it, you know, the team thing hasn't really worked worked for me. I just I don't I'm, I just don't really get it. I mean, the Zurich Classic is cool, you know, a two man game, but not a team. Yeah, the thing where you know you you, you know, and I watched it on the CW, and I, I I had a headache trying to keep up with all the graphics telling you which who, who's on what team and which teams are winning and all that other stuff. Um, you know, uh, so that's the problem they have. Yeah, they had a great moment in the Masters, and you know, three guys. What was it? Three guys in the top six or something. But at the end of the day, but hang on, hang on though. They weren't they weren't live guys that were developed. I mean, they were some of the greatest players in the world that then went to the lift. Until until the live can cultivate their own stars, uh, again, it's like being the skinniest kid at fat camp. No, I get that, but but one of the things that has been said about the live is, well, they got a bunch of washed up guys who aren't you know who aren't any good anymore, and blah blah blah. They're just big names. Well, they proved that they can be actually pretty good golfers still at this time too. Yeah, but it also has proved that Brooks Kepka's game's only good enough for fifty four holes, like a live tour event. Ha ha, well, sort of. Uh, <laughs> I think he's going to win another major. Brooks is so good, man. The, biggest, the good Brooks is really the, good. The problem he has, man, is just staying healthy. You know, he's he seems to be in that sort of that that same area with Tiger Woods, where you know he just now his body breaks down in various ways and you know, whatnot. You know what I'm saying? And and man, in that sport, it's hard if you keep having these little nagging injuries that turn into bigger injuries and. You've got back and knee issues. I mean, that's just difficult. Brooks Kepka's good game is as good as Tigers, as good as Rory's. As, I mean, Brooks Kepka being good. Like, and, and, and we're not talking about we're not talking about you know David Duvall shooting you know fifty nine in the Bob Hope Classic in nineteen ninety nine. We're talking about guys that have had you know sustained success. And this is going to anger some people, and I don't care. I mean, I don't care. But his A game is as good as Tigers, Jacks, Rory's, you name it. Brooks Kepka was as intimidating and as exciting and as talented as anyone in the world. He's top 10 all-time good when good is cooking. Now, I know you're going to tell me about Tiger, and I've told you this a million times. What makes Tiger better than Rory is that Tiger's won a multitude of times with his B game. And Rory's yet to do that. Brooks Kepka the same way. But I'm talking when when things are clicking and humming, Kepka is as good as any of those guys, and he's proven that. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but I I do think he's going to get another one. I do. Uh, here's a question for you. Uh, um, what are your thoughts on the whole circus going on in Colorado right now with Deion Sanders and that program? Sixty four guys who out of the 84 on scholarship are gone. He's brought in, uh, you know, he's brought in some ridiculous number, like uh, I want to say 30 transfers, plus he's got 20 freshmen. So he's got 50 guys coming in. He still needs about 15 more. I, I, I just, I, I don't know that what he's doing or what he's done is going to work in a power conference like it did in the HBCU conference. I'm, I'm totally with you. I mean, they were they were one eleven last year. They had forty five thousand at their spring game. It was nationally, you know, Chris Fowler, you know, a, a Buffalo alum or a Colorado Buffalo alum. Boy, it's oh man, it, you know, the, the game of musical chairs that is modern, you know, college football is is awesome, and you know, it's a fun talking point. And 
the good are always going to be good, and the good are always going to, you know, have a chance to get better. And, you know, as all those Colorado guys are circling around trying to get their seat when the music stops, doesn't it feel like Dion's also walking around? I mean, would would you be stunned at all if they win six games and, you know, he's in the NFL or at Florida State or, or somewhere else, and then Colorado's an even bigger dumpster fire than he found it? I, I think that could absolutely happen. And I also think that here's the other thing. Someone needs to explain to me how this is uh, the this is what they had or this is what they were looking at when they envisioned having you know a transfer uh, system that was you know worked for uh, the athletes and all the other stuff. I I don't think this is what they had in mind when they put the system together like that. Well, I think you could probably look at it and and say this is actually a lot. You know, the way higher education, academia is in general. In theory, it's a great idea. The application becomes problematic. And, you know, there are, there are too many flies in the ointment in terms of coming up with a, a long-term sustainable business plan. You know, you have, you have the woke side that's like, oh, let them do whatever they want. And the capitalistic side of it and says, you know, let them earn whatever they can earn. And what they don't realize is that the, the rules that, that they're making, and they have the, the one example here and the one example there, when, you know, there's, you know, thousands and thousands of children in in the portal and, you know, the, the 1% which they're catering that have been held down because, you know, this, that, and the other thing are going to get their shot at the league. And then they realize that, 85% of the children that they've been able to hit the portal are never going to graduate. And I'm can't wait for the 30 for 30, how the portal prevented me from getting a college degree. I cannot wait for that. Maybe we should start writing it now, Paul. Yeah. I'm just saying, I don't think anybody thought really thought, thought this thing through enough. Um, but what did you think was going to happen when you basically made it as easy as possible for guys to transfer. It's now turned into almost a comical thing. I mean, guys, there are like three or four guys that transferred to Colorado when Dion got... Duck went to Penn State for spring ball and hit the portal again. That's what I mean. There was like two or three guys uh, at Colorado uh, that, that, si- that, that signed with Colorado when Deion Sanders got hired, and uh, they left after spring. Can, can I ask the more important question, which this does this is never asked, never asked. What are we going to do? How are we going to react? What will the excuse be when we find out that Deion Sanders is playing checkers when everyone else is playing chess? He's playing checkers or he's playing chess? He's playing checkers and everyone else is playing. Everyone talks about the hype. Everyone talks about – and D, I mean, his name is Prime. He's Coach – Prime has ever has anyone and I hate by the way he was one of my favorite players favorite players in both sports love Deion Sanders one of my favorite analysts of all I love it has anyone ever accused him of being an X's and O's aficionado are we a hundred percent certain that he can coach at that level I'm not certain. I don't know how anyone could be certain. 
Right? right. I, and if he doesn't I'm get so it done. You say that because everyone is like, how, what do you mean? What, what do you mean? What do I mean? Like somebody coached a couple all-star games and then he put together an all-star team at Jackson state and he won. Well, I would certainly hope so. Joe, we'll talk soon, buddy. I right. be good. Zeiss. Appreciate you, buddy. All right. That's Joe Lednowski bringing it as I always does on Paul Zeiss. Uh, it is 93, seven, the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 